Welcome back to another episode of Man Cave Movie Night, everybody. I am sick today, so we will hope that the legends are true and that laughter is the best medicine. And hopefully by the end of this episode, I will be healed. And if I'm not, then laughter is not the best medicine. That's a bold assumption to think you're going to be laughing at any point during this. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Especially with this terrible cold open I've got prepared. So, ready? Three, (laughs) two, one. Today we're talking about Godzilla minus one. And I thought that we would play a game because you know how we like games. (laughs) We do like games. I do know how we'd like that. The game that we are going to play is Godzilla or Godzilla. (laughs) Meaning, is this a quote from Godzilla, a movie, or Godzilla, the song by Eminem? Oh. You know, fun fact about songs by Eminem, he also wrote Venom. Yeah, and he says the word Venom in this in oh, the song Godzilla, which very maybe cool. is a spoiler for one of the questions. Spoiler, but also a little <laughs> bit of like a little planting, a little Yeah, so we'll just do, I think, two for each of you. We'll switch back and forth because, <laughs> you know. We'll see I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. First up, uh, Jared, you're first. Then okay. you have a responsibility that no man has ever had to face. You have to... F- you have your fear, which may become reality, and you have Godzilla, which is reality. Ooh. You got no fear. No reality. No, that doesn't seem like Eminem. Okay. Do you think that's from a movie? I want to say it's from a movie. Okay, that is correct. That is from Godzilla King of the Monsters from 1956. Oh. Um, Lucas. Uh... You are up now. I got to find the line out. Yeah. When the moon shines like ice road truckers, I look like a villain out of those blockbusters. Godzilla, fire spitter, monster, blood on the dance floor and on the Louis V carpet. <laughs> I would love to hear I think that's a Godzilla Bobby Brown who says that one. <laughs> yeah. In the movie, they're talking about Louis V carpets. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that's uh, Eminem. That is Eminem. That is, I believe, the chorus of Godzilla. (laughs) I I also don't think that I could conjure the sound of this song. No, I don't think I've ever heard that song. (laughs) You've definitely heard it. It's one of those ones where when you hear the beat, you'll be like, oh, okay, Uh, I've I've heard this before. Um, Okay, Jared. (laughs) You're up. Actually, for this next round, whoever guesses first gets the point because Mm. I think that... uh, Right now, we're kind of sailing easy. So this okay. one's open for both of you. Um, oh, I had it, and then I lost it. Okay. Um, I got them racks with so much ease, they <laughs> call M&M, me M&M, Diddy. Eminem, 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 Because I make bands, and I call getting cheese a cakewalk, in parentheses, cheesecake. <laughs> Does he say that in the song? I guess. Or, or maybe I'm a hype man you that's says what he cheesecake in the background. <laughs> I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, Oh, some of these are good. Yeah, some of them are good. Most (laughs) of them are not. Explicit. Okay, no, I found it. Um, Listen, kid. There are two things you don't know about the Earth, kid. One is me. Uh The other is Godzilla. (laughs) 
Is this uh, open or is it for one of us? That's open. I'll say say that's Godzilla. Godzilla Godzilla, a movie? A movie, yeah, yeah. sure. I am in concurrence with you. Okay, you both did a good job. That was (laughs) Final Wars. Yay. Have you ever seen that Um, one? Final Wars? Yeah. I gotta look it up, but I probably have. I've, dude, I've seen so many Godzilla movies. Like I probably have, <laughs> but not in my conscious. Have you seen Shin Godzilla? I haven't. It's like next on my list though, because everybody keeps talking about how Shin Godzilla Best was Godzilla. like the precursor to this minus one. Like it kind of was like the stepping stone, and I, I've only heard good things about it. So yeah. Well, anyway, good job. I think you both win oh, this yeah. game of Godzilla Woo! or Godzilla. Woo! Um, I love when and uh, you know, to our listeners, if you liked this game, let us know, and we'll play it again for every cold open from now on. The exact same where we guess, an and we'll song get we'll like use that. the same quotes <laughs> too. So that would be because fun. if you liked it, it's probably because you liked the quotes that I picked. So yeah, and True. no other reason. So let's get into the episode. Welcome welcome back to another episode of Man Cave Movie Night. I'm Niall. Jared. Lucas. And together, we are Man Cave Movie Night, a podcast that's here to talk to you about Godzilla Minus One, a movie that is kind of sweeping the nation a little bit right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, I will just preface it right now. When this trailer came out, Back in whenever it came out, I think not that long ago, like October or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it and I watched it over and over and over again. And I was so pumped. But I also never thought that basically anyone else was going to see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, OK, I'm going to go see this movie and I'm going to probably love it. I don't know if it'll be like great or like, you know, how it'll be, but I know I'm going to love it. And then I'll just probably, you know, it'll fade into obscurity. Yeah. And then it had like a really big North America release. And like everyone I know has seen it mm-hmm. and they and all love, love it. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel it's so validated <laughs> as, as a Godzilla fan <laughs> to finally have something that people like one and that two is also like being received well critically like Mm -hmm. it's not just oh this is a fun movie to watch it's a genuinely like conventionally good film oh yeah so i'm just really excited about it i'm really excited that we're getting to talk about a godzilla movie isolated in an episode of man (laughs) cave movie night because i really never thought it would happen yeah well it's a big uh couple weeks for japanese cinema because the boy and the heron also came out this week in the american the Americas, the colonies, yep. Yep. and it was the highest grossing movie of the week, the weekend, which I think is great. Like, we haven't seen it yet. We're going tonight, but uh, it should I'm be awesome. Like, I'm, I'm very enthused that, you know, foreign films are doing so well, especially like an animated uh, Studio Ghibli. It's like the first time that a Miyazaki movie has 
been number one at the box office. So in the yeah. in the states at least. So it's pretty cool. Honestly, it's likely that the boy and the heron is our next episode because yeah, honestly, uh, yeah, yeah, it's because it's probably gonna just, be good. To say on it real quick, I do believe that I've heard some rumors that this making this movie has convinced Hayao to come back and make more that is movies true. after yeah. this, which is nice. just so good to know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it had been a while since his last movie. Yeah, Came back I think and made his this, last kind of movie his... was The Secret Life of Arietti. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. That's that he, time. like, fully directed. I think he was involved in production and whatnot with other ones. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll know that for he's back sure in the habit. Yeah, for yeah. when we talk more about that. Yeah, totally. In the in the episode that's about that, we'll talk about that with knowledge. But for now, yeah. we're talking with knowledge about Godzilla minus one. What yeah, do y'all think? The cool things I think about just going to see this one in theaters as well is, I mean, I think we all saw it subtitled, um, <laughs> which is also pretty rare that you see any movie um, in a foreign language subtitled with an American release on that scale. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not super common, especially when I went, there was a packed theater. Like it was mm-hmm. basically sold out and everyone was just so attentive watching and reading. Maybe they were super attentive because they had to read. Yeah. All <laughs> well, but people were laughing but though, which is fun. Pe- people were laughing. Yeah. People were laughing. Yeah. Uh, the audience cheered. They clapped at the end of the movie. Yeah, which That's is like awesome. sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, like it's just a cool theater experience um, that you don't get very often. Yeah, Seeing a foreign film receive a lot of respect and attention. So my theater experience was it was a packed theater. However, it was a packed theater of about sixty percent children, like families <laughs> with their oh, kids. No. Interesting. And there was one family whose kid, I truly was so glad that it was subtitled so that I didn't at least feel like I was missing stuff because this kid was just fully speaking for most of the movie. And in a situation like that, I'm not mad at the kid. I'm mad at yeah. the parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should know you should be parenting your child during that movie. I So anyway, oh, I was dude. frustrated by that and there were also a couple of moments where I kind of was like, no, this is a really serious thing that's happening. Like, I like that you guys are all laughing, but don't laugh right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. there were a couple of, like, big laughs that happened where my friend and I that were there were both like, that's, why are that's why not a laughing joke. right now? So, yeah. well, uh, I think part there's... of that was just kind of like the cultural, you know, kind of not really, you know, I don't know. There's some differences in the ways that stories are told here in the colonies versus you know in japan so yeah totally i honestly watching a movie with subtitles in theaters was pure bliss i loved it so much i just love subtitles so much it just helps you comprehend the movie so much more and subtitle bad i i didn't even like process that there were subtitles a lot of the time like at no point was I like oh this is so distracting i have to be reading the whole time it was just awesome that i could be fully invested and so that like all the other like little distractions didn't matter quite as much because i was like cool i can just read exactly what's happening i am the biggest subtitle defender of all time i love them i would love it if there were just screenings more frequently where you could just go watch movies with subtitles but one no, other I wanna, thing. I want to stay on subtitles for a second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't be moving on. Yeah. First of all, I do like subtitles sometimes. 
But when it's a comedy specifically, or yeah, there's a lot yeah. of comedic elements, it always undercuts the joke. Yeah, Every timing, time. man. It's like, oh, I see the punchline before they say it yeah. or deliver it. No, that's fair. Terrible. Things like this, though, I am a fan. Like, I just yeah. recently watched season one of The Bear, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of yelling, talking over each other. Um, they've got, like, a little bit thicker accents sometimes. And so Chicago. I did put subtitles on, and that helped a ton. Yeah. And I loved it. And when I watch anime, I'm also totally fine with subtitles. Yeah. But I'm also not laughing a ton when I'm watching anime. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not like right. I'm watching to giggle. I'm watching to see cool fight scenes and stuff. Totally. Yeah, so, that, that is a very fair um, that is a very fair point. With comedy, I totally I, agree. It, it's yeah, it's best had, if they're off. I know that I've talked about this because we've talked about subtitles a couple of times on this yeah, show. Yeah, we have. But I had a roommate who was hard of hearing. Shout out to Joel if he can even. Shout out this. to Joel. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> now he <laughs> listens to the show. He's not gonna. Well, he might like that joke. I don't know. Oh, but, dude, uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, he probably will. I was almost um, named Joel, so there's a fun fact. That's sick. And then your parents remember that they were nerds. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, well, Joel from Lucas. Mystery Science Theater. So, oh, wow. still very Way nerdy. Way nerdier. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, but I remember watching The Mandalorian Season 2 with my friend Joel and a couple other yes. people. And we had subtitles on. And there was a part where, you remember when Fish Lady uses the robot to talk? Oh, yeah. yeah. In yeah. the ship? Mm-hmm. The subtitles for that said, like, Fish Woman and then The Line. So it was like just little moments like that of like, oh, something surprising is happening. And then you find out what it is. Subtitles very often just kind of ruin oh, yeah. those moments. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. So that's, that's I don't a know. Fair point. I, I yeah, I just love subtitles. Lucas doesn't care about stories. He just likes watching no. the, mo- the movie. I just yeah, like he reading. Just likes to be entertained. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, well, I, I, here's, I, I just love I being able to comprehend. Subtitles like, are bad. And I here's just, the thing don't like them part of my thing with being so like used to subtitles i guess as well is that whenever i would watch stuff at home growing up i had younger siblings who were at certain ages like literal children like babies and so if they were crying or whatever so it, it was nice to be able to have the subtitles to be able to read it so that the background noise didn't take away from the experience and so yeah, that's fair now i'm just like so just used to like in the habit of being able You're to read in. like if there's any sort of word or any like a name or anything like that i just like <laughs> to be able to know how it's spelled and just be able to see it and read it and make sure that i click that it clicks um obviously it's not necessary That's for fair. everything like comedy like we were saying but it is very nice to be able to have the option to use um so so what there do you are think, plenty listener? of showings really quick that are like like niall and i saw ant-man and the wasp in theaters with subtitles. Oh, we I didn't forgot know about that. It was yeah. closed captions. I got pissed. there. And yeah, it's, it ruined it sucks. my experience. And there's other movies I've seen, <laughs> I think maybe even with Nile in theaters since that have yeah, had it's subtitles. Yeah, it's happened to me a couple of times. I went yeah, to I've a never had that No happen. Way Home with subtitles. Yeah. Weird. Stuff like that where, I mean, that's an option for you, Lucas. Are you going to start looking for those showtimes? Well, I've, I've never even seen that as like an option because I've never stumbled into one or seen it. So I didn't I even know that was a thing until you brought that to up. So many open caption movies. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how it always happens to me, but it does. That is yeah. wild. Here, here's what I'll say as well. It, I do like to. 
It's nice to be able to watch like a movie if it's like an event movie in theaters without the subtitles for the first time. But subsequent showing, certainly, I prefer it. So like I'm yeah. I'm probably not going to go out of my way to look for captions. I didn't know that was a thing, but maybe for certain Dude. like drama, it would be That's nice to be able to read along. Like yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's true. I think when it comes to anime as well, like I was talking about, it can get distracting needing to watch this visual fight. Yeah, that's like the issue. Huge yeah, really sequence. And then also try to forth. see what the words mm-hmm. are while they're doing this big thing. Yeah. And so yeah. there is a balance. I think dramas definitely are a good one to do. And ones like Tenet, I would have loved oh, yeah. oh yeah, with captions. Oh, oh man. That would have been great. You know? And I did awesome. subsequently rewatch Tenet with captions, and it wasn't much better. Not <laughs> <laughs> bad here. Tenet's fine, but uh, yeah, it is fine. I um, <laughs> just like that. my yeah. question to the listener is: Do you think we should put out subtitles for this podcast? Yeah. Would you like this podcast more if we just recorded it and then we sent out like a transcript <laughs> in a newsletter? And we don't even week? make yeah, the audio version anymore. It's just <laughs> you the can just read, read the podcast every week. Um, one Something thing publish a do. book. Each <laughs> chapter is a, an episode. It's a hundred and thirty-one yeah. chapter book. That's a really good book. <laughs> Almost as long as the Winds of Winter. Should it ever release? Um, here's what I'll say as well. Um, before Another we move on to though. talk, not about subtitles, but about kids in theaters. Um, because shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed. No, it's uh, it's a funny experience. It's a funny story. This was at the. Midnight oh. showing for Don't Breathe 2. And at the time, I had not oh, seen Don't Breathe 1. How but is I this went. Kids in the theater <laughs> story. Well, so <laughs> let me get there. The It was like my friend's birthday or something. And I was like, we went out to eat. And it's like, oh, let's he all go see. Yeah. <laughs> he was turning six. <laughs> no, he was turning like 30. Not that old. Something, 20 something, whatever. And it was like, hey, let's go watch a movie. Let's go watch Don't Breathe 2. I'm like, well, I haven't seen Don't Breathe 1, but whatever, sure. It's a horror Probably movie. It can't matter. be. Yeah. No. And first of all, that movie is awful. Do not ever watch Don't I've Breathe heard. 2. Don't Breathe 1 is awesome. I actually watched it recently and really enjoyed it. Don't Breathe One 2 has... This is top 10 movies. Uh, not top 10, but I did enjoy it <laughs> a lot more than I was expecting, especially after how bad Don't Breathe 2 was. But we're in this movie. It is very bad. And then about like halfway through, I hear giggling, like a child's oh. giggle. And this movie is extremely violent, like very (laughs) visceral death, like gore, blood, swearing, all that stuff. And I'm like, there's no way there's kids in this theater. It's like 1030 p.m. on a Thursday or something. There's no way there's kids. And lo and behold, turn around and there's like four kids in the the back row. And they're just kind of like sitting around, like dinking around, laughing, like, hey. What like there's there's one point in that movie where a guy's head gets smashed in with a hammer and it's very graphic and the kids are like laughing at that point i'm like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> so awful movie but unforgettable theater experience well you know what was a great movie and also an unforgettable theater experience godzilla minus one 100 agree 100 um, <laughs> percent First of all... Will you explain why it's called Godzilla Minus One? Yes. I will explain why it's called Godzilla Minus One. This movie is called Godzilla Minus One because in World War II, Japan lost everything. And now, when Godzilla appears, it's Zero Minus One, (laughs) which is the heaviest premise 
possible. Dude, Isn't that so crazy? That. That's so cool. It's freaking awesome. And uh, just real quick, there are so many like little kinds of references to the original Godzilla movie, like the first one. Nice. Um, both of them are very much not even like anti-America as much as anti-war oh, yeah, in totally. general, yeah. uh, criticizing both sides of the war, um, both uh, the U.S. and Japan's. I was lost. Okay, I'm back. We're back, I'm recording baby. recording again. I need to fix something. I got a phone call. Hey, all of you out there, when you know that I'm recording the podcast, <laughs> don't call me on my phone. All right, let's clap. Okay. Three, two, one. Great. Very synchronous. Continue your thought, Niall. Yeah. So they're both very anti-war, um, criticizing both sides, criticizing, of course, the atomic bomb, but also the use of kamikaze pilots, things like that. Mm-hmm. Criticizing the kind of nationalist feeling towards kamikaze pilots. Like, if you don't do it, then you're, you know, not dying yeah, an honorable death and, and mm-hmm. all of these different things. Um, the island at the very beginning, Odo Island, uh, is a fictional island that is also used in the original Godzilla movie. Oh, nice. Um, cool. There's a couple of other references that I'm honestly just blanking on right now. But you can, like, this this movie is very, very much a tribute to the original Godzilla movie, which is awesome. You know, yeah. like, it it feels like we're not making, first of all. My big praise for this movie is that at no point is Godzilla the good guy. Yes. Yeah. That Godzilla I... is the enemy. And, oh, yeah. And the humans, like, honestly, if you want the human element of a Godzilla movie to be good, you have to make Godzilla the bad guy. Yeah. Because if totally Godzilla's right. the good guy, why do you need the humans to root for? Mm-hmm. They don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's so much heart to this movie that we haven't seen in Godzilla movies in at least this way for such a long time. Oh, yeah. And I'm just really stoked that, you know, we're getting that again. So, I don't know. I I, I could do this episode by myself because of how much I have to say, but I need to yeah. curb myself every now and then. So <laughs> no, it's great. What, what, what I think this is great about that- it. We do get to talk about something that you love so much and that now Jared and I had our eyes open to at least. Well, here's the thing. When there are things like I love Star Wars or whatever, right? And when there's a good Star Wars movie, it's pretty easy to like it. And so like with this, when there's a good Godzilla movie, it doesn't matter that it's Godzilla. It just matters that it's a good movie. Like Totally. Yeah, it's just 100%. accessible. And so that absolutely is the case. I was not expecting really much. I was just like, cool. Yeah, I've heard it's cool. And it looks like the premise is neat and Godzilla in theory could be awesome. Yeah. But this is just way better than you would expect. The effects as well are unreal, mm-hmm. especially yeah. given the budget. I don't know if you guys heard this, but the rumored budget was $15 million. And someone talked to the director about that. And he was like, oh, man, I wish it was that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is yeah. insane because there are movies yeah. that cost hundreds of millions of dollars that yeah, look way there are worse. Episodes than this. of She Hulk that cost twice this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? One episode of She Hulk <laughs> or Secret well, Invasion, yeah. another terrible VFX product. Yeah. Just, it just cost so much. Yeah, and it yeah. cost so much. It was like $250 million for the well, show. And it was and awful. And something I want to butt in again and say something yes, real quick. Speak. 
This is a movie where the director is not just the director. He is also the VFX supervisor. Yes. He also wrote the script. So Mm -hmm. there is so much of like everything from the very inception of the script. He knew how he wanted things to look. So he was, when he was filming, he had the VFX approach in mind. Yeah. Which, which helps Mm -hmm. so much because a lot of the time, uh, a director very possibly kind of hands off footage to a VFX supervisor. And then they just kind of have to figure out how to make it work. Like not all the time. There's much more coordination between the two than that, but that can be a choke point where with a director, who's also the VFX supervisor, everything is like those little problems that you could run into are just kind of like already figured out. Um, if you want to, there's, there's a really cool video. You know, those guys that watch like the VFX, like the good and bad VFX of this genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do a bunch of them on YouTube. They did one for Godzilla minus one, uh, for Godzilla movies in general. Mm-hmm. And they have a little interview with the director of this movie. Nice. Um, cool. and it's, it's really cool. So I recommend everyone, if you're interested in this movie, go and watch that video, at least the part where they interview him. Cause <laughs> sure. it's very fascinating to hear what he has to say specifically about the VFX of the movie. Dang, yeah, that's I sick. think the one thing that stood out to me, well, obviously this is a movie that's a character piece about this character coming back from the war, struggling with, uh, PTSD and feelings of, um, yeah, of guilt of still being alive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's in his found family, both at in his job and at home. All these things, and you care so much about those characters. And so, at its core, that's why I love this movie is because it does a really good job at telling this story. Oh yeah, about yeah, like you were saying, the the horrors of war, the lasting effects it has on people. And they just nail it. Everyone did such a good job acting in all of their um, individual roles and as an ensemble. But I think on the other hand, it's a Godzilla movie. You want a cool monster. Mm -hmm. And the design for Godzilla is still campy. It doesn't look hyper-realistic, like, lizard-like. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks really good. Yeah, he's but you got can big tell the design. thighs. Yeah, it, it looks like the toy, basically, uh-huh. that they used way back when. The the clay puppet, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, the It suit. looks like... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> was it a suit in uh-huh. the first? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it looks exactly like that design, just enhanced and, like, more realized and realistic. But it, it feels like w- during the Power Rangers movie, where it was a more real, gritty version of the Power Rangers, the scene when they played the Power Rangers theme song, mm. and it's just like, go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this is so sick. Yeah. Because you're seeing that source material being really respected and just translated well. Uh, that's what this whole movie felt like. Yep. And Godzilla even though he looked campy a little bit, was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely oh. terrifying. Yeah. The, the intro scene especially really set good expectations. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, on on the topic of original themes being used, the original Godzilla theme 
used yeah. multiple times. Oh yeah, which I movie. didn't realize was the Godzilla theme. Yeah, I'd heard so it, but I didn't know the, that that's what it was. The horns. Yeah, there's yeah. the part with the bum 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 bum. Yeah, that is it's original. So However, so the cool. other one, the kind of march that happens after that, is fun fact originally from the first Godzilla versus King Kong that came out like mm. in the fifties oh, cool. or something like that. Nice. So another one of those references back to like origins of Godzilla. They were doing it audibly, visually, mm-hmm. clearly taking inspiration from the suit version of Godzilla, yeah. like that original thing, but then just amplifying that design by a trillion, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, it's just, it's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. The sound design of it as well. That's what the, I wanted to talk the, about next. Yeah. I'll let you take it. Well, so here's the thing. There have been a few moments this year in movies where the silence has just been so exciting. And the first one was Mission Impossible, Fallout, um, when he jumps off the cliff. There's like a few seconds of silence there right before he pulls the the parachute. Like that is just so cool because that's the moment they're really were advertising like, hey, Tom Cruise jumps off a cliff in a motorcycle in this one. And so that was sweet. That was one moment that was awesome. Another one was in Oppenheimer when they set off the bomb and there's the silence there for a while. Third one was in this movie when he comes around flying and there's like been this huge orchestral, like exciting music the whole time. And then it fades out and it's just complete silence. And when Jared and I saw it, there was actual silence. There was no little muttering or anything. I will also say that was the only moment. That was the only Did we not see it together? The oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We went, yeah, yeah. We saw it. I, I'm confusing <laughs> you with Daniel in my brain. But yes, I no, you're also right. had perfect silence in the theater for that yeah. moment, at least, okay. which was Same. so good. I was, it was so like a happy. quiet place. Yeah, yeah really. No one was. Yeah, no one's exactly. like. Yeah, it's just. It's so effective. It's, it's just so, like this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh my gosh, this is such a cool scene. Huh? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I have a rapper I can work on. But then when the sound comes back in and he launches into the head of Godzilla, amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know he's going to eject because yeah. they foreshadow it. But whatever, yeah, it's still yeah, cool. Like, it doesn't take away It doesn't take away from anything for me at all. I, I yeah. really, really thought it was well, well done. I, my friend Alex, shout out to Alex, had a shout very good point, Alex. which was the tension of that scene almost became more... It, it was less, is he going to be able to eject? Like, because yeah. you kind of know at that point, it yep. was pretty well foreshadowed. The tension of the scene Spoiler almost... Be- Godzilla, minus one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, um, <just> kidding. <laughs> the tension of the scene almost became, is he going to use it? Oh, uh, you know? yeah. That's because, a good, like, that's a good point. all of the tension put on him the entire movie of, like, you know, you were a coward and you avoided, you know, mm-hmm. your honorable death. And so I, I totally agree with that. It's like, I can see another version of this movie where they're more explicit about having the ejection seat. And then if they wanted to go way darker, of course, um, and showing him kind of like hand on it, but then deciding like, no, no, basically, yeah. and not yeah. using it. Like I can totally see a version of this movie with that moment, you know. Yeah, but I. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Jared. And also, there's so much. Yeah, like you're saying, he's making the decision uh, to kind of forgive himself 
and yeah. accept his life and move on. But you also seeing the reaction of the engineer who put it in for him. Yep. And like him hearing oh. like it. Like there was that burning sensation in my eyes where I could feel tears starting to come. And I, I was like, man, multiple times in this movie. <laughs> I am, I am, this is emotionally very powerful. Yeah. Well, and this, this is well executed. This is one movie where I'm like, you know what? When because when you said, oh yeah, without a without surprise, I cried multiple times. Like yeah, whatever. Now cries and everything. But I was like, wow, yeah. you know what? Actually, there's some genuine moments where yeah. I was almost tearing up. Where it's like, and I the other thing is right before. He goes on his little, with his plane, she, Akiko's, whatever that lady was who was watching Akiko gets the telegram and it's like, oh, the mom is probably alive. And so then there's like the added stakes of like, man, you want him to live so that he can see her again, which I thought paid off really well as uh, after the fact, because it's like, he's even more glad that he lived, he chose to live. But that relationship between the main character and the mechanic was really cool too, that he came back after having, great. you know, been together on the Island together the first time they saw Godzilla. So good. It's just really, really well made, just yeah. excellent characters. And that's all that makes any movie good, but especially with these monster movies, it's like, yeah. Oh, I wonder why these disaster monster movies aren't very good. It's like, well, cause the characters always suck. Even if the premise about, yeah. is kind of fun or interesting, the characters are just underdeveloped or not developed at all. And they still expect you to care. But Godzilla is almost like a subsidiary part of this movie because of how well-developed the characters are. So huge. And it also, it's a kind of movie where you're sitting there in any other Godzilla movie. Anytime it's a scene with just humans, you're kind of like, where's Godzilla? Like, exactly. Exactly. Another Godzilla scene. And then when he shows Mm -hmm. up, you're kind of like, awesome. Yeah. In this movie. Anytime Godzilla shows up, you're like, no, oh, yeah, come no. on, like <laughs> dread. <laughs> that's just so tragic, and that's how it should be, you know. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Um, back to your point I, of Godzilla should be the villain if you're doing yeah. this. Like, also, speaking of the wife, I want to say something. <laughs> um, my one gripe that I had with this movie which was also immediately resolved and mm-hmm. stopped being a gripe. The scene at the end when he goes to the hospital and she's still alive. I was like, come on. Like, no, she's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit bummed, but then yeah. she delivers the most poignant line of the entire movie, mm-hmm. which is, is your war finally over? Yep. Yeah. And I was like tears streaming <laughs> down my face. And I was like, Having her alive just so that she could be the one to deliver that line, totally fine. That's like, exactly I'm... what I thought, too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, it's not the craziest thing. Like, people sort of die all the time. It's but, very a happy ending. Yeah, it's happy very happy ending. Happy. And I was yeah. like, when she, yeah, that short interaction between them is just so meaningful that I'm like, I don't care that mm-hmm. it's a little bit unrealistic. It's it's deserved. Like, they earned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My two. It also feels like anime acting, and I I think I talked to you, maybe either of you about this. You Both told me about know. it, but it watching a lot of anime and Japanese style content, you see that a lot in this, where you know the the boat captain. Oh, that's exactly he's very, yeah, very expressionable. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. very like over the top and like ha ah, ah, ha ah, ha. You know, yeah. but it works so well. It's, it does. 
You know, it, it feels like they're really digging into this character. And it's not like, it's not too over the top where it feels disconnected. Like the tone of the whole movie lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. like when he's crying and like doing, his voice sounds exactly like an anime character because he is an anime voice actor. Oh. Um, very he's cool. in your name. If you guys want to, I'm going to watch it soon. <laughs> um, but it feels like, yeah, when he sees his, his soon wife, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I guess um, that's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, <coughs> he like does this complete over breakdown, which I think in a US feature, we would be like, what is that guy? <laughs> yeah. What choice was that? Yeah. You know, but because of the tone, because it's, always a little bit heightened in those areas and the, a little bit of overacting like that's just this it, japanese yeah, style it, of storytelling mm-hmm. it fits super well mm-hmm. and it's so fun to see it feels very refreshing i guess yeah as an american viewer to see something taken in a different direction right. or portrayed in a way that we're not used to but then also digging into that a little bit I'm sure you also noticed her the little thing on her neck. Yeah, that what is that? I'll tell you. What I've mm. found from from doing a little bit of digging. Uh I had a theory that was totally wrong uh Just which radiation? was that so yeah, in in the movies in like Mothra, like original like Godzilla versus Mothra, um Mothra has like these two basically like human like psyche linked girls that like kind of basically like shining twins that kind of uses as like pawns. And, um, I kind of was like, Oh, is that like kind of a reference to that? Like maybe she's been taken over. Not at all. What that is. (laughs) Apparently the idea is that it is designed to look similar to the, the visual effects of radiation poisoning. Um, so the idea is that like she survived, but, Kind of not really, really. though. Yeah, because they talked about that, So just another tragic ending still, but arguably more tragic. Yeah, oh, totally. (laughs) Now representing the long-standing suffering of Japan after the dropping bombs. Like, not just the people that died in the explosion, but the people that died 15 years after from full suffering the entire time, you know? It's... Yeah. Yeah. Impactful. So... Interesting. Yeah, because now that you mention that, that when he blasts Ginza, they're like, oh, we can't even go in and like help people because the radiation is so bad. So that yeah, yeah totally checks yeah. out. I was going to say, I did not love, I love this movie. I did not love the little Godzilla is alive thing at the end, but I get it. Like, oh, it didn't yeah. really take me out. Of, like, it didn't that detract is... from the rest of it, but I'm just like, I get Like, I know it's a <laughs> franchise, yeah. like, whatever. That's just part well, of how it goes. Here's but. another thing, though. That is. I now I wouldn't be surprised if this got a sequel. I don't mm-hmm. think that there was a sequel in mind when making that. That's no, a very so kind of classic like Godzilla movie of like you won, but did you? Did you know, you? kind of the yeah. hand twitches a little bit, that kind mm-hmm. of idea. And so it's almost more like like the ending of Batman Begins where they didn't know they were going to be making a second one, but it's kind of like, but you know, yeah, it, but hey, like the story yeah, keeps happening. Yeah. That's kind of the more, I, that's the vibe that I got from it, which still, I, I kind of agree. It's like, I don't know if we necessarily needed that, but it did for me, at least as a Godzilla fan, make it feel like 
a Toho Godzilla movie, you know, having something yeah. like that where it's just like story's not over yet, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. Or like, like kind of like a post credit scene of seeing an X Man or something. Like yeah. it's not over. So like, awesome. And you're kind of like, we oh, love it's it every time. so cool. Oh, dude, and the CGI <laughs> in that was just un- unreal. The it was only it looked like I a really big blue furry guy. It was real. <sighs> yeah, I totally like that. Yeah, I did for... also. Well, well something. Liked... We're not going to tell you what. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I liked how, in that regard, contained the story was. You were introduced to Godzilla as this sea monster that's definitely supernatural. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not yeah. saying, like, like this is a basically dinosaur kind of creature that's yeah. aquatic and there's legends of it and you see it in its small form and it's incredibly deadly, incredibly dangerous. It kills a bunch of people. And then you see later it in its gargantuan, you know, kaiju monstrous form. Yeah. And I, that was so cool. I mean, I don't know a ton about Godzilla lore. I've only seen a couple movies before this one, but yeah, it was really cool for them to establish. Oh no, Godzilla. Yeah. That's, that's this thing. Mm-hmm. But then Godzilla is this yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also him as a character having that moment where he could have kind of kamikaze killed this monster mm-hmm. and it, not, none of it would have happened. It's like, yeah. it, it it's very leveled and layered in, in his grief and yeah. man, yeah, it just made him such an interesting character. Well, here's a, another thing with that is like, and, the the gun that he was gonna shoot, where they're like that thing can kill anything. Yeah, you as a viewer are like not Godzilla though, no you know. Yeah, not Godzilla. But yeah. but yeah. he like he doesn't know that, and you as the viewer don't know that. Is like in that scene, yeah. regardless of whether it would have killed him in his mind, it would have, and he yeah. didn't shoot, and so now everything that happens after that is his fault, <laughs> like, in his mind, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, oh, it's that just so heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, With him being a kamikaze pilot, it's mm-hmm. him risking and, well, sacrificing his life wouldn't have won the war. No. It wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, yeah. but they were blaming right? him like it would have. But also, at the same point, he's being blamed for it, for not taking that yeah. risk and not doing it. And so that's what I loved about that character being put in that position again. It's just mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, in multiple situations. It's yeah. yeah, it's just very effective. I think especially as like American viewers cuz I mean at this point there's I would say essentially no systematic Japanese hate like there especially not like there was, you know, in the 40s where it was just acceptable sure, to be racist was, to it Japanese kind of people. Expected to yeah. Be. And so you know, we didn't grow up with that, but for our grandparents, they were just like, oh, yeah, Japanese people suck because of the war. And so I think it's... That is not a man cave movie. No, that is not. That is very no. much not our uh, stance, obviously. But I think it's cool to see a movie like this where it's like, you know, recognizing some of the prejudice of the past, but like from a Japanese perspective where it's saying like, yeah, we weren't on board with the nukes either, obviously, but we also weren't on board with the tactics that our government was taking, like with Japan, um, you know, with the kamikaze and everything that we've kind of mentioned. So it's cool seeing that perspective from a Japanese film. And I thought it was really effective. I thought they did a very good job of kind of conveying that thought. And yeah. So I don't know. It's 
here's a uh, here's a question. It's really cool to have this come out when Oppenheimer is already on our minds. Uh huh. It is. It's yeah. really really. Um, like, so when there's like a little cutaway in um, where they nuke the water. And it shows Godzilla. Are they trying to kill Godzilla with a nuke at that point? Or are they just testing um, a nuke no, and he happens to be there? The way that I interpreted it is they were testing H-bombs and A-bombs. And he was there and got amplified by it. Cool. That's kind of what I figured as well. but yeah. Which is good. Um, yeah, my my like little question. We've talked a oh, yeah. little bit about it. <laughs> but I wanted... Do you want a sequel to this movie? Mm. Because they teased it, they hinted at it. Do you want that? And if so, what would you want it to look like? The uh, I can kind of say my piece first. Yeah, Go for I it. don't. Yeah, at all. I agree. Yeah, it was such a really, really solid standalone film. Mm-hmm. If they do a sequel, um, I don't want any of the the cast. No, I agree. One. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Same. Hundred percent. The, the opinion that I saw on the internet, which I've just adopted to be my own, is I saw somebody make a post and they said, I don't think this movie should have a sequel, but if it does, make it generational. Mm. Um, start mm. giving yeah. it kind of some of the generational trauma. Have potentially Akiko, the girl, be like an adult now in, you know, the 60s. The 60s. Or, yeah. And have Godzilla kind of come back, maybe this time representing more like less the war, but now Godzilla represents like racism and discrimination that she feels for being Japanese post-war, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that that was like, if you're going to make a sequel that is explicitly a sequel Mm -hmm. and not just another Godzilla that's also made by the same director, which is my preferred thing totally make another godzilla movie have it directed by the same guy just a new story Mm -hmm. yeah um but if you are going to make a sequel i think that would be my preferred route to take yeah i definitely agree that there should not be a sequel i it's just such a good standalone story you the entire story is told you're not really yearning for much you can kind of craft what happens to him and his wife and a key like well soon to be wife assumed and a kiko in your brain you don't really need to see that that's not enough for its own movie so i think leave it alone let it be great and then move on to a different project but we'll see yeah one thing that is i'll also say oh you know what your thing probably pertains more so you no it doesn't yours definitely will go you go first because... oh well i it doesn't really pertain but i was just gonna also drop in another fun fact this is the <laughs> only um, Godzilla movie that is a period piece. Oh, um, interesting. That goes oh. like back in time, which thinking of all of the Godzilla movies, kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. A lot of them, I guess you could make an argument that they're like future period pieces, you know, some of them, but I don't think that's really what that's period not, yeah. piece <laughs> means, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, this is the first one to be set basically not present day. Yeah. Um, which is kind of just an interesting little tidbit, especially with how common knowledge it is that Godzilla represents the atomic bombs of World War II. Yeah. Like, yeah. that we haven't really done that yet mm-hmm. <laughs> since, you know, the originals from the 50s. So, that's yeah. my fun fact. It doesn't, see, it didn't really. No, that's I'm interesting. My, I shouldn't have So, mine is kind of a fun fact, and 
could, I guess, potentially lead into a question, but it's... So this director has stated interest in making a Star Wars movie, and at first I was like, what the... But the thing is, I think it would be awesome if Star Wars made a movie that was like a foreign film, like in an entirely... In Japanese. Especially Japanese, because of how heavily influenced Jedi are by samurai, and how heavily influenced the first Star Wars movie was by Kurosawa, especially. Like, I think a Star Wars movie in Japanese and just fully influenced by Japan... Like, you know, not all of the Star Wars Vision stuff was great, all the anime, like, shorts they made. But the cool... Like, the samurai ones were awesome. There were some really, really cool ones, and they were in Japanese. Like, there were some awesome stuff and some really cool ideas yeah. they pulled off with that. I, and so I would love seeing something like that in the Star Wars universe, especially yeah. from this guy. Like it was so effective. Yeah. And you know I where would I like would put it? I just like to see any Star Wars thing that's not Skywalker related. Anything, yeah, new, no, yeah, just related totally. to Yeah, any of the characters we've seen. I just If That's what I I respect Phantom Menace so much for. You know, obviously it's about Anakin, yeah. but they just do so much lore and world building. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I, I, I think they do world building super well in that. And mm-hmm. I would just like to see intentional world building elsewhere with good dialogue yeah. and characters. With, yeah, what with, I yeah, would have better him do. Dialogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally within the Star Wars universe. I would have him do another period piece. I would have him in the old Republic and oh, I would have him sick. I would have him do some like, you know, samurai style Jedi Council stuff when there's like tons of Jedi around and have it maybe be the story almost I can I can already see some like kind of reminiscent stuff from just like even the prequels, but make it about like it's one rebellious Jedi mm. um, in a time where there are Jedi, but like everywhere and it's old Republic and they're like they've got this really like tradition based um, like set of rules basically and then like basically one Jedi kind of who's not being pulled by evil, but is kind of just like almost rejecting traditionalism. And you get that kind of like dynamic between like, I don't know, maybe he's not even like a Sith. He's going just kind of like gray Jedi route. Like, I'm a Jedi, but I don't think that the order is necessarily the way to do it. It could be so cool. I dig that a lot actually. And honestly, like with that first Jedi movie, that James Mangold is currently attached to. Who knows if he'll stay attached to that because of how Indiana Jones 5 underperformed. Lucasfilm in particular has a track record of letting people go. So it would be cool. And, you know, the other thing is James Mangold is also uh, slated to write and direct Swamp Thing. So I could totally see a world where he's like, I don't care about this Star Wars thing. I just want to make Swamp Thing. He ditches that. And then they have to come up with someone new for that movie if they continue to make it and it would be awesome if they made a movie about the very first jedi and it was in japanese and it's like yeah whatever we're just making this like a cool old movie and it's made by this japanese director and it's in japanese that would be awesome that'd be sick um but you know that's that's definitely not what we're gonna get because that would be just too cool just too good to be true um but yeah i loved this movie i was very shocked at how good this is it's uh on the short list for the Academy's nominations for um, visual effects, so it may or may not be nominated. I think it should be. Um, is there still a foreign film category? There is. I think Japan submitted... So each country is able to submit one film for consideration. 
And so, like, I, I don't know that Japan shows this. I can't imagine they did. But it's – and then it's like, oh, okay, you know, we watched all these movies. Here are the five ones we're going to nominate. Who knows? Uh, it would be cool if it did get the foreign I film I just want Godzilla to win something that's not, like, visual effects. Something like some <laughs> clout. Know? Yeah, some legitimate but Yeah, like, I just – I don't know. I feel like that would be a very cool thing to have. Yeah, hey, I don't know the if world. they if they win best visual effects for a feature length film with a budget that is so small. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's what that would be that's yeah that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, like last year, Triple RRR that Indian movie won R-R-R-R. best original R-R-R-R. song. Like I think that's sweet that just like this Indian Bollywood musical won over Lady Gaga. Like it was really cool yeah. when that won. But she'll win for fully. Yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, she's coming back with a big. Yeah, oh yeah, she's gonna tear through the academy with fully adu soundtrack. (laughs) That the night after or the morning after, she called Todd Phillips and she was like, "Listen, bub, (laughs) you're taking orders from me now. I'm getting an award for this." Well, she's already won an Oscar too, but she's gonna sing shallows again. Oh yeah, she won for that actually. (laughs) Yeah, but. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. Yeah, go, go it. see it. Even though we Please go see it. They I'm extended see their it theatrical run in the States as well, which is awesome. So it'll be in theaters for it. at least one more week. Um, so far in um, the States, it's made $25 million, which is pretty high considering the fact that it's a foreign film and it's only been in theaters for yeah. one week. Um, and relatively unadvertised yeah, in the United yeah, States. Yeah, it's just fully mm-hmm. word of mouth. A lot from, of word of mouth, yeah. That's the best advertising yeah, so. technique, right? Totally. I'd love I'd love to see it uh, have a longer run in theaters. I'm kind of I, I would love to see it in IMAX. Yeah, me too. You know me I mean? too. It or was in IMAX, but apparently it was unreal <laughs> in yeah. IMAX. Oh, I'm sure it was awesome because even just like some of the flight, like um, air stuff and the stuff on the water was like really really cool. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah. it was so good. All right. Well, thank you so much, so much, so much for listening to Thanks this podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you so, much. Thank you so much. It means so much, so much to us <laughs> when you watch the podcast. I will say or listen, I guess. Um, Either. It means so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I will tell you right now, I feel better. Laughter was the best medicine. There we and go. We laughed a lot in That's this good. episode talking about post-war Japan. So <laughs> I am and big feeling scaly lizard boy. Yeah, there weren't a lot of goofs or gaffs in this episode, but I'm feeling better regardless. So thank you I guys know so much. Laughter is the best medicine for you, but I know your mom <laughs> nice. prefers. <laughs> my mom my mom survives solely on shout outs and so this week's shout outs to Kel uh, are coming from Nick Bell, Michael Polonsic, Easy Law, Britton Inkley, Riley Allen, Ian James, Martin, and Hannah Steed. If you listener didn't hear your name on that list and you want to give my mom some <laughs> shout out medicine, you can go and be a supporter on Patreon, patreon.com slash night, where we post little goofs and gaffs, uh, post-credits episodes. It's basically a second podcast that you can watch and enjoy where we talk about all sorts of other stuff. We're a little less movie-specific and a little more friendship-specific. So 
Go ahead and support us over there. It's $3 a month, and it gets you everything you could ever want. You won't need Whoa. another subscription again for anything. Uh, rate us five stars on every platform, and we will see you on another Man Cave Movie Night Monday. Thank you very much, guys. Bazinga. Shout out Ian and Britain. They said they wanted me to shout them out separately, so shout out, shout out them and Bazinga. Okay. Okay.